Welcome, everybody. This is Harriet Westmore with the Women in Public Safety podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss everyday challenges and everyday issues relating to those of us who work in public safety and human services. I am your host and creator, Harriet Westmore. And before I get into today's topic, which is episode six, I want everybody to hit that like and subscribe button and please share the video for those who work in public safety or any type of human services where you are uh, working and committing yourself to serve the public. Um, Sharing is caring. So with that being said, let's go on into topic um, today's topic. Um, I wanted to talk about um, the risk that we as a public safety and human services worker encounter every day. When I say public service or public uh, safety, I'm meaning those of us who work in law enforcement, those of us who work in corrections, in the healthcare field, social services, and fire uh, personnel, paramedics, anybody who works for the community. That's when I'm um, talk. That's who I'm talking about. And I wanted to kind of talk about the risk that we, as public safety workers, that we encounter every day, and that people really do not realize the things that we have to go through, things that we see that you know could possibly risk our safety. And personally, when I leave my house, I may, um, for those who don't know from my last um, video, I work in law enforcement. So I have to uh, put on my armor, so to speak, and go out and try to make sure that the my community is safe. Um, the everyday risks that we take are more than what people may um, realize. Um, it, it, the potential of a simple approach to someone who are are not stable mentally could cause a you know a disaster result. Um, I can recall one time. Uh, I'm a parole officer and my partner and I were going to a house to um, for a potential placement. In other words, uh, an offender who was getting ready to come out of prison wanted to be um, placed at a person's residency, whether it's a family or a friend or partner or whoever. So prior for them to be released, we have to make sure that the residence is stable and suitable enough for the offender to reside once he's released. Well, we went to this particular house and we went up to the door and knocked and um, this, the relationship with this, with the offender, with the host, the person that lives there, I believe it was some uh, cousin or somebody. I can't recall, but it was a cousin. I would say it was a cousin. Well, my partner and I, we knocked on the door and we identified ourselves. You know, they wanted to open the curtain of the door 
And they, you know, we identified ourselves. We are with um, parole and we're here to um, do a resident investigation because so-and-so wants to, is asking to reside at your at your house, at this resident. The person, I don't know if he didn't realize what we were saying, but he just... He just stood there and then he opened the door and we noticed right away. I looked and on his right hand, he had a pistol. And again, we identify who we were. And it was my partner's um, offender that was uh, who she was doing the investigation for. I was her backup. And, you know, first thing I noticed, he had a pistol at his side and he was getting ready to raise his, the pistol. I'm putting my hand on my firearm and we're both telling him, you know, put it, put the gun down, put it away. We're just here to do an investigation. It, it appeared that he was, I don't know if he was um, sight impaired or what. But he just kept raising the the pistol and I'm, you know, we're just telling him, put the pistol down, put the pistol down. We're, you know, we kept identifying ourselves. And then I guess it clicked who, what we were there for. And, um, oh, he said, oh, okay, well, well, come on in the house. And at that point, it, it, you know, that was definitely, that was not going to happen. Um you know, once he realized that we were there for his cousin, his cousin wanted to reside at his uh, residence. Um, but at that point, you know, it, it was a wrap. We did not want to go into that house. We didn't, you know, because we're not going to, you know, it was already dangerous as it is with him having a pistol right there at his um, either side. So we just said, uh, never mind. Um, We'll, uh, you know, we're going to deny this uh, placement. And he, you know, he's like, are you sure? No, no, I, I you know, we can come on in. And, and, you know, at that point, no, you know, we quickly uh, said, thank you. But no, we're going to, we're going to have to deny this uh, placement. So we hurry up and <laughs> left that house. But that was the, one of the risk that, again, that, we took that you have to take every day because you don't you, you never know the state of mind of people and even when you're in the office and you have to encounter and or talk with a offender or 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 you're like I say you're at the hospital and you have to talk with um, a, a potential um, a, a a patient or whatever, they can get real belligerent and, you know, you're putting yourself at risk, you know, they can start biting. So, um, you know, as social workers, you're going into an uh, environment or a house, um, you have to make a quick decision. Is it worth you going into a house, you know, to, con- you know, to do your job is, you know, checking up on your the kids or whatever your part of your social work um, entails, or you just, you know, diffuse the situation and don't even go in 
that environment. Um, there's plenty of times I was a caseworker before um, I worked in law enforcement and there was a time, you know, you got to quick make a quick decision. If there's a bunch of people in the house and you're going by yourself to make a, a visit, home visit with a family, you know what? I'll come back at another time. I'm not going to put myself in a situation to where um, I'm going in a house and trying to, you know, do a home visit or whatever. You got all these people at the house, you know, and next thing you know, it anything can jump off at any time. So I think, you know, the public who don't really understand what we go through um, needs to kind of understand the uh, everyday heightened awareness of what we have to encounter. And even if not even as a public safety uh, professional, but even as a common day citizen, with the way things are now, you really have to know your surroundings and have a extra sense of awareness of where you are. And you never know who you might encounter um, at a whim. You might accidentally, you know, hit someone or, or, you know, actually ran onto someone by mistake. You're trying to get by at a store or something. And, you know, you accidentally, you know, kind of touch them or whatever. And you say, Oh, I'm sorry. But then, you know, they might go off. It, it, you just never know. People are just, like I said, people are so volatile now. And, at this point, I, you know, you can't really, um, you cannot be more cautious and more uh, aware of, of what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with because you just never know. Um, you know, the, another aspect of those of us who work in public safety is the, um, a lot of agencies are dealing with outdated equipment. Um, I know in my agency where I work, you know, we are now required to wear body cams. I know a lot of agencies are now going to that police departments and things, um, corrections. They are now wearing body cams. Um, but there are still some agencies out there that don't have body cams. Um, it, you know, it, it goes both ways using a body cam. Um, it protects you as the officer or the public safety worker, but it also tech protects the the person that you're dealing with because it shows exactly in real time what's going on. And you can't, you know, really, you know, you can't really alter that. What's going on in live real time is what you're seeing. So, you know, I just wanted to come on and just kind of briefly go over uh, and recognize that, you know, there are a lot of unsung heroes. I'm not putting, I'm not saying that I'm an unsung hero. I'm just wanting to um, relate with other human service, you know, professionals that I, I know exactly how how you feel and what we have to go through. And I just want the public to be aware that um, 
you know, these are very serious situations. Now, I do understand and don't get me wrong. There are some really um, people who uh, take things to an extreme as far as um, human services or law enforcement. When it didn't have to go that way. And I mean, we've always known the ongoing issue of um, offenders or or people getting shot, you know, by the police. And it it just didn't warrant that type of um, reaction. You know, I'm I'm not uh, condoning that by any means. Um, If there was no threat, you know, if the perpetrator or whoever the defendant was was in compliant, there's no reason to, you know, pull a gun on them. But at the same time, you know, you want to, it's a, it's a balance. You don't want to be laxed either, but you, you know, give the person the opportunity to, to respond to your command. Um, and if he's not in a uh, stance or in a position that is causing you potential danger, where you can actually communicate with this person and he's responding to you, then there's no point. What's the point? Why are you shooting this person for no reason? And especially if the person was unarmed. So, you know, don't miss, you know, confuse um, what I'm saying is about the risk that uh, we take and and the risk that, um, that we have to encounter because it goes both ways. So I'm very cognitive about that. You, me as a female, um, if a uh, offender that I deal with that's on my caseload, if he uh, seems to be agitated or whatever, you know, the first thing that we're always trained is to communicate with that person. Try to communicate with that person. Um there's no need to, you know, go to the next step unless you feel actually feel threatened. If he's coming at you and he does not, you know, comply with you backing up, you know, stay out of your your space, inner space, and they fail to comply, then, you know, I have my I have my pepper spray. You know, I can only, you know, go so far as pulling a, you know, my firearm unless I really that is the last resort, and that, which means he would he have to have a firearm on him. Um, but otherwise, you know, I can. There's no harm with me whipping out my pepper spray and just you know go at it with him. And you know, with that, um, I would rather you know spray somebody than having to uh, you know unfortunately use my firearm. But you know. We, like I said, we do, you know, encounter in a lot of risk and with, you know, we, I I really feel that a lot of agents, you know, they have to protect their, their staff. Um, Walking around here with a nightstick, those days are over with. I mean, I know, I don't know any departments or whatever that still has a stick. They may. But I mean, but thinking that that's going to be your weapon when you're going up with someone who is mentally 
um, unstable and they actually have a fire on, on, on them. Um, that nightstick is, may not be, uh, helpful to you in keeping you safe from harm. But I want to hear from you. What challenges or what risk, um, have you encountered, um, in your daily day, uh, duties in your jobs? I, I, you know, I just want to, you know, recognize you and understand and, and know that, you know, you are supported. You know, we have to, we have to have that, uh, supportive community. So I, I, I want to hear from you, um, leave a comment. Um, if you like to be a part of your, of the podcast and talk about some of the experiences that you, uh, have, uh, encountered, you can email me at public safety by women at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment in, um, on YouTube or DM me and I will definitely get back with you. And then we can talk about, you know, bringing you on again. You don't have to be specific of where you work. Um, just generalize um, the things that you, uh, what's your job description and, you know, generalize some of the, the issues that you deal with every day in your, on your job. So in closing, I just want to want everybody to be safe. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, like I always say, at the end of the day, the whole goal is to come home the way you left. And that's in whole uh, safe, um, alive, and um, and uh, not traumatized. I mean, the, there are different uh, areas, di- different um, situations that leaves you traumatized. Um, and I will talk about um, encountering situations that are that result in having um, PTSD. And we'll talk about that in a, at a later um, time on another episode. But um, be safe. And I want to, I definitely want to hear from you with your feedback. Give me some uh, feedback on what you've, um, what you think and what type of uh, other topics that you would like for me to discuss. Um, leave your comments below and don't please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe and share this video to other uh, public safety workers. Um, I salute you. You guys be safe. Take care.